Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with our new guest, uh, Richard. How are you doing, Richard? Uh, I'm doing good. Sounds great. So uh, Richard comes to us with a background in tech. And uh, well, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? And then we'll get a little bit more into your history. So what are you up to these days, Richard? Yeah, sounds good to me. And uh, yeah, I will say a quick background by myself, right? I went to uh, University of Toronto, uh, Scarborough, and graduated in computer science. So afterwards, uh, I started my career uh, in software engineering, so with with mostly uh, startup companies. And uh, currently in my life, I'm working as a senior software engineer at a Series A startup company called Aspire, mm-hmm. which I joined just about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, I joined the company with intention to help out the backend code while having a mind- mindset to also guide the product forward. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I've been doing uh, professionally. And recently in my off time, uh, you know, after more than six years of uh, working as a software engineer, I started writing and sharing tips and guide on how to become better software engineering through uh, Medium as well. Sounds good. And hopefully we'll get some of those tips uh, in, in between. But I want to go kind of back in time and uh, ask a little bit about Richard as a kid. So what was Richard like growing up? What was uh, maybe an early fond uh, childhood memory? Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> um Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. I, I feel for me, I might give you a, like a somewhat boring answer in a way because <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I will say like as a kid, I am mostly pretty reserved, like pretty mm-hmm. quiet uh, in the classroom, right? I'm pretty much um, not the smartest of the bunch. Okay. But at the same time, I feel like I always, um, I think I always had a knack for doing things outside of the box. Okay. And I feel for me, I'm very... Um, I'm very competitive and work really hard on the stuff I enjoy. Like for okay. example, like uh, in school stuff in high school, like in computer science courses or just uh, even video games in general. And I feel like those are the two trades I still have uh, till this day. Yeah, so I'd love if you shared a little bit more about uh, maybe some of the competitiveness that came out. Is it only in video games or were there other areas or maybe an example of the competitiveness in, in video games? Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, uh, in terms of uh, like how I uh, feel, uh, how I'm competitive, I feel like, uh, for example, computer science is the one, uh, one of the course I feel I am, I really enjoy. And uh, I'm not the best at computer science in high school, but if it's definitely one of the course where I took a, a long time to learn. And I will, I, it's also one of the course where after school I was, uh, I also stayed to learn more about computer science and I was almost always the last person to leave. So yeah, and that make and uh yeah, because I really enjoy the course. And can you maybe walk us through I don't know, the first piece of code or the first thing you did in computer science that kind of said, hmm, this is something that I want to do a little bit more of. Like can, can you recall something like that? Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh and this goes back to all why I chose like computer science core, uh, major as well, where I feel like um, 
in high school, I, I took a lot of courses, like uh, you, you take the typical math course, chemistry, gym, or stuff like that, right? Yeah. I never really felt like I knew what uh, I should be doing with them, right? I can yeah. write a math uh, equation about what am I supposed to do with them. But for computer science, I feel like that's definitely one of the course I feel like I'm creating something. And I don't necessarily know what I can do with it, but I, this is, a, I feel like there's something I like, I myself uh, wrote that like in other courses, you don't, you don't get that feeling. So that's one of the reasons like, uh, why, uh, come science really, uh, I really like it. Yeah. And, and was there like, a an early piece of code or early something that you built that was particularly interesting for you? Uh, I remember there's one where it's not really, well, right now it's really not interesting for me right now, <laughs> but like, I remember there was this, uh, code where like, is this a locking mechanism? So like oh. I can enter something. If I say like, do you want to lock up, enter a password? And if I type in like one, two, three, and you'll, you'll, uh, lock, uh, it will, uh, say like you have, uh, successfully entered a password. Otherwise okay. it will tell you to try again. So why a simple code? But like, that's one of the first, uh, memory I had in high school where I, okay, I felt, I felt I built something that's really, you know, unique, I guess. It sounds good. So in, in high school, it seemed like that you ha already had that affinity for, for coding, uh, and computer science. And was it a pretty clear cut, uh, path for, for your, uh, university as well? Um, was a really clear path for me in university? Definitely so. I, f I feel like, uh, I, I feel like throughout my, oh, I felt throughout my life, I always had a direct influence on leading me towards the computer science uh, path, I guess. So like, for example, in, uh, in high school, I had a lot of friends who were, uh, into technology and video games as well as, um, uh, computer science or computer engineering. And that definitely gave me the influence on maybe I should also take computer science because uh, I like all three of these uh, things. And were there any like familial, like family influences or is it all just friends? It's just the people that you hung out with. Uh, I will say they gave me indirect influence as well. So I will say like ever since I was uh, like uh, a kid, uh, my, my dad also works in IT. So whenever okay. I was a kid, I go, I will go to my dad's uh, company. Okay. And, uh, during the break, I will see my dad and, uh, his, uh, coworker will be playing video games. <laughs> okay. So that, that I feel like that probably planted a seed in my head to say like, Hey, if uh, I'm in this, uh, profession, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm always with a computer. So maybe like during the break, I can also play video games <laughs> and that probably has some influence on me. But in general, I feel like my parents are worried, uh, not strict on what I want to do. They don't, they'll necessarily say like, oh, I have to be in, take this course I have, or I have to be in computer science. I usually have the freedom on to decide what I want to do in uh, university or after university. And, and ultimately you made the decision to go into computer science, but as you were going through like university choices and uh, applications and stuff, were there other options on the table or was it just computer science programs at different universities and things like that? Um, there were, so when I, when I, yeah, when I applied, uh, in, for university, I, I felt like, uh, at the, at the time computer science was my, really the only option. 
Okay. Uh, I definitely apply for other university as well. But uh, so of all the university, like uh, one that accepted me was University of Toronto. So I decided to take it because it's also close to where I live. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's why uh, uh, yeah, that's why I took uh, computer science. <laughs> nice. And what was the university experience like? Because I know a lot of folks when they're in high school, even they, if they got decent grades in something, then university, it, uh, they, they get shocked <laughs> first year. <laughs> Did you have a similar experience or, or was there something else different uh, in that path? No, I feel like, I feel like um, it was definitely very, very similar experience with me. So like uh, I felt, um, yeah, I definitely had a very rocky journey, uh, especially in university because it's just a shock between going from high school to university where I feel like the, all, everything's much more, uh, challenging and harder and you, mm. uh, in university than in high school. So yeah, it definitely t- took a toll on me on, uh, uh, in university to like complete my major. And what are some of the things that, that were, were difficult about it? Was it like the, the studying? Was it like a totally new environment? Was it like whatever, uh, different, different, uh, group of friends that you had to do it or, or is it really just the subject matter or maybe it's all of the above? (laughs) Yeah. I was just about to say, I think why all of the above in terms like the, uh, when you're going to university, you pretty much have more freedom than you had in, uh, in high school. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, when I went to university, I, I, uh, I lived on campus. So I had, so not only had, do I needed to like, uh, no, uh, take the course and graduate. I also have to manage my own, uh, like just normal everyday stuff. Right. Just mm-hmm. like, for example, cooking, rent, uh, looking for rent, uh, and other stuff like that. So it's definitely a different, uh, different than what I, was uh, ima- uh, imagining high school, I guess. Sure. Also, the course itself did not help us. So I think some of the course definitely much, much harder um, than, than what I imagined. I feel like, especially I feel like the first year is definitely one of the, uh, the course there are definitely harder. But I think after you get through that point, you get more used to the university life and it gets better from there. Cool. And on the, on things like cooking, like, were you able to cook before? Did you know how to cook before? Or is it really like you had to, uh, I don't know, learn how to boil water and like make spaghetti and, um, <laughs> and ramen or all you did was like warm up the ramen. What, what was the learning to cook experience like? Yeah, I definitely feel like that's, uh, that's almost, uh, all of our experiences. Like none of the, uh, I live in dorm and none of us really know how to cook. So it's definitely. We are like our, my roommates and I will be like trying to, you know, learn as we go. So like in the beginning would be like, let's, uh, we will buy like a frozen patty and just we cook in the microwave, but later on, <laughs> okay. maybe we will like upgrade to like, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, like, uh, boil the water and cook ramen. <laughs> and maybe later on we get some more ingredients and, uh, we will, <laughs> we get, uh, prepare a better dish. And, and what was probably the most complex dish that you were able to compl- uh, prepare on, on a residence? Was there something that you, you were particular, or is it just, I don't know, frozen patties and ramen <laughs> and mac and cheese or something like that? Uh, I always say, unfortunately, I did not have the best, <laughs> like the, <laughs> the best dish only okay. because like, I, I felt like there was not a lot of time for me to prepare 
uh, because of the schoolwork as well, right? But yeah, uh, but like I would say, probably uh, ramen or even just cooking, uh, buying a frozen meat and cook uh, cook it with a as that's probably the most complex I have gone to. <laughs> Sounds good. So you you mentioned some of the the courses and things like that, and I think you took a, a co op program as well. So so if you could describe a little bit about maybe some of the courses that that helped or were super hard or hindered you or and then maybe the a little bit on the the co-op experience as well uh so your first question is like what are some courses that help or hinder my experience um, uh yeah. with my career yeah um yeah i will say i will say from university courses to uh working is a totally different experience <laughs> and um for me, like the co-op I done, uh, unfortunately, the co-op I done is uh, was not as useful as the other people's co-op because the co-op itself did not really was uh, uh, on what I will will be doing later on. So that's definitely one of my major regrets because mm -hmm. uh, when I was finding my first job, it was definitely a very hard experience because I never had a good uh, good co-op experience on like what I will be doing during work. Right. Okay. So, but I will say some, uh, and, uh, in terms of courses that help me or hinder me, I feel, I feel like, um, like I will say the first, uh, first year, uh, year one to three course, I think those are course are usually not as helpful when you're looking for a job, but like, I feel like courses last year where you have to, you know, uh, work on projects. I think those are much more helpful. Hmm. And can can you talk us through a little bit more of the um, the co op experience? So you said it was tough to to land that that job. Uh, like, what was that process like? How, how did you finally land the co op job? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel uh, for the for the co op job, uh, uh, it was uh, so I went through. So I didn't go through the normal like. Uh, uh, we in U of T Scarborough we had this co-op uh, program, but I actually went through the St. George uh, this one-year uh, co-op okay. program. So that uh, the program itself, so they gave me they essentially gave you a list of like a bulletin board of job you can apply to. Mm -hmm. So um, and yeah, essentially I applied uh, for one of the job. But the job itself was not very much related to software engineering. Okay. Yeah. So that's why, um, that's why it was, uh, actually harder for me to, to use the co-op experience to land my first job mm. rather. Okay. So, so how did you land that first job then? Because obviously it was a challenging one. The work experience didn't help. You had work experience, but it wasn't helpful. Courses were kind of social related. So, so how would someone, um, with, with limited work, limited related work experience, uh, and, and probably okay grades, not, not exceptional. Uh, mm -hmm. what was your process to land that first job? Yeah, I. Yeah, it's definitely hard, like I mentioned. So like, uh, so after graduating, I know I had a, di a diploma. I know I, I need to go to a you know, job website to, <laughs> to look for jobs. Right. But it's hard for me to like, it's, I don't actually intel like what do, what a job experience would be like. And that, that definitely hindered me in terms of, like when I go to interview, 
I would not know like uh, a lot of question when they ask me uh, questions essentially. So I will say like, but I think the way I really landed my job is pure. I will say it's through luck as well as through like, <laughs> don't be afraid of rejection. So I probably okay. like handed out like 100, 200 resumes okay. and uh, I probably got like lots of rejection. But there was one company that uh, I interviewed at where like I felt I did, I gained a lot of experience through the rejection. So when I actually went for the interview, I felt like I did okay. And they actually accepted me. And that's how I got in my first job. Sounds good. So it sounds like tons of applications. And I mean, from my experience, one to 200 is, is about normal, to be honest. Uh, that, that's kind of the expected range for those that are lucky to, to, especially as a fresh grad, to do it in less than that. Well, consider themselves lucky, really. Um, and then did you do anything in terms of like networking or that was not on your radar at that time? I will say like, probably like the smart thing for me to do at that moment would have been like having someone who can you know, look at the resume for me, like help me prepare for my interview. Unfortunately, I didn't do any of that in the, when I first <laughs> got my job, but that's something I should have done. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So sounds like that's more of the what not to do when job searching and, and just go through brute force <laughs> through, through sheer volume and numbers in order to, to, to land it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, are there any particular things that uh, you, you should have would have done? Uh, so obviously helping ha having someone take a look at your resume. Uh, are there any other things that, that you feel felt would have helped you along the way? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I feel like for me, um, in terms of landing the first job, right. I think one thing that really could help me, uh, well, a few things, right? The first thing is like having, uh, the resume really matters. Like when you're first starting out, we don't have not a lot of experience, right? What you write there, like, uh, really, really matters. Like you could, and what you, what you, what you have on the resume could be, let's say your hackathon experience, your, like, mm -hmm. uh, your open source contribution, right? Your GPA is really good one. So as, as well as some of the course you have done, like those things are really good on your resume because you just don't have that working experience to start off. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing, uh, I think I wish I had, uh, more on my resume or even, or knowing how, how to build that resume is very important. Right. So having some sort of mentor that tells you like, Hey, maybe this is some of the stuff you might want to write on your resume. Right. I think that's and definitely important. And what were your thoughts in terms of leveraging like some of the co-op or the career center services and things like that? Or was that yeah, definitely. That's, uh, uh, something that's, that was missed? Uh, that's definitely one of the, yeah, my, my next point, essentially, like I mentioned before, the co-op I had was not very much related to computer science, but <laughs> in my, uh, experience and talking to other people, like doing co-op, uh, uh, especially, if, uh, uh, related to your course or work is definitely very advantageous for you to land your first job, right? Especially because like, you might not even need to go on like a job search like me, you might just get a return offer from like sure. a co-op place you were just at before, right? So I think co-ops were very important um, in order to land uh, your job. And in terms of like the resources that I got them from co-op, I think those are actually pretty important as well, mm -hmm. because uh, yeah, during my co-op search, like I think they do tell you a lot of like tips and guide on how to write, build your resume and write your resume. So I do think yeah. that helped me, uh, as well. 
yeah, so for those students out there, make sure to leverage your co-op office if you have access to one or Career Center because uh, they have tons of resources and, and you pay for them as a student. So you might as well take advantage of <laughs> all the resources for, for sure. Uh, and, and tell us a little bit about what was the first kind of real dev experience like uh, when, when you were starting? Was it what you expected? Uh, was it totally different? Or what was that first uh, job experience like? Yeah, definitely. I feel like... Uh... Uh, landing my, oh, I can talk about my first and my second job, actually. I feel sure. like for my first job, it's definitely, like I mentioned, it's like a, uh, it's definitely like a step in the door where like now I'm in the like land of this software engineering career, <laughs> um, right? So it's uh, definitely pretty surreal. I feel like uh, at the beginning, I really did not know what I was, uh, what I was really doing, right? But it's okay because you're just, you're just starting out, you're an individual contributor, and uh, it's okay to, for me at that moment, just focus on myself and gather as many experience as possible, right? And for me, like the, my first dev experience, uh, it's actually pretty interesting where I, uh, my, uh, a coworker of mine who joined around the same time, we actually built a system to automate our work. Uh, that was okay. not from, from a uh, request from our manager. So oh, okay. that was definitely one of the more interesting like um, project with uh, dev work and project we've done uh, in my first job. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, my my first co-op when oh, I don't know if it was the first one. Yeah, one of the co-ops I had, but I had to. I was a network administrator and I had to log into like forty, a hundred different machines. Right, this was way back when when a lot of the remote administration stuff wasn't available. So I uh, created my own scripts and created like some integrations in order to do that. And normally it takes like three hours, if, if not more, to log into all the servers. And then my boss noticed that I was done in like five minutes <laughs> after like the, the third or fourth week. And he's like, how are you able to do this? Like, oh, I, I created this. And he's like, oh, so I, I can imagine something similar. Well, I don't know if it, it was exactly the same, but uh, uh I don't know if you're allowed to go into more details about the automation and, and, and how you decide to build it or, or what was that? Because I think that could be a very useful experience for folks to think of from like an initiative perspective. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, uh, like I mentioned before, I like to work in startup company and especially in startup company, you have to take, you have to be proactive and take initiative, right? Mm. And for that project, it's very similar to what you did as well, which is that, so in the beginning, I was hired to do these uh, like a, uh, somewhat manual work, I will say, right? So it probably like takes about like hours or so for me to like check like API requests and responses. Mm. So um, my coworker and I had an idea of like, hey, what if we can build like a script to let's say automate this so we don't have to manually do this, right? Yeah. So we, during our off time, we started building like this Python script. Um, so he had more, yeah, actually had a year or two more experience than me. So he uh, helped me build a script and uh, we start using that script to actually automate our work. Our product, <laughs> uh, our uh, manager saw it and he was pretty impressed by it where then he asked us to make a UI based on that script to mm. not only automate our workflow, but automate the sales as well as like the, uh, the uh, yeah, the making this whole process not in, not even involve engineers. So like it can be self-serving. So like mm. a customer can use our UI to actually automate check their like API requests themselves. Mm. Sounds good. Sounds like uh, how startups start. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and someone gets a, a product. 
and I'd love if you shared a little bit because uh, you're 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 now kind of working for a little bit, but you also have your own foray into your own startup. Uh, c- can you can you talk a little bit about uh, the Town app? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that was after my I think my second job where, uh, so after working for about three to four years or so, I've I I was in the startup environment. I I liked I wanted to be uh, I want to work on my own ideas with um, a friend of mine, right? Mm-hmm. So we started looking for a bunch of ideas, and uh, we, I quit my job uh, at that time to like pursue my like my different ideas, like towns. I think one of them. Mm-hmm. So the idea there is like I was thinking about like the idea of having this. Um, uh, in in our world there's uh, facebook twitter but they're always like they're a global like networking app or, or even linkedin right so what if there's a way for you to like or is there how do i know like what's happening around me hmm. so like uh, that's the idea that i wanted to work on which is like having a hyper local networking uh, app hmm. so so my friend and I worked on that for about six months or so. So we actually had the app built. We launched the, on the uh, uh, Android as well as uh, iPhone uh, store. Mm-hmm. And um, we, unfortunately, one of the problem we had was that none of us are really marketers. Or <laughs> so, so we know how to build a product, but we don't really know how to sell it. Right. Right. So that was definitely one of the bigger problem when we started finishing up the app. So, and later on, we had to put it on hold for now until like we can get into a better state where we can better uh, sell the product, I guess. Sure. So it's a little bit on pause. It could be resurrected if needed. Uh, and then obviously you've done a couple other things. You, you had a stint at Captivate and now just recently joined Aspire. So if you can walk us through kind of that last little leg of the journey uh then uh yeah just to round it out yeah definitely i feel like um uh like i mentioned before right like i feel like for my journey is definitely not straightforward it's very rocky because um for me i never really had like a i felt like i guess the same was like i felt like the i never really had a concrete plan on what i needed to do so i felt like when i joined um so when i joined aspire as well when i and when I landed my my current position, that's was definitely me trying to accelerate my career, right, want to learn more and taking the initiative and proactively trying to get to a good point because uh, I yeah. felt like my previous position, the reason why I quit is because like, I felt I was, I was too, un- I was uncomfortable on being too comfortable in my uh, previous <laughs> okay. places. So yeah. yeah, that's why I went to, um, after so that's why i went to uh i joined uh capital iq to gain more knowledge so when i first joined the capital iq was around the was a series a company so like when i left us we were on series c so i think i think i definitely accumulated the um the knowledge of like uh being in like uh being in startups and how to help startups salary and help them like get to that, like a point where they can also like get into series C stage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, currently, um, 
I'm at uh, Aspire and uh, it's a Series A company. So I'm also hoping I can help grow the company into that, like a uh, Series C or even like uh, even beyond that. Yeah. I mean, sounds like there, there's a bit of a pattern emerging here. And and I'd love if you shared a little bit about uh, your recent uh, foray into Medium and, and how did how did that start? Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that's a really good question. I feel, so I... I think just a few years ago, I really had an epiphany where I feel like for me, um, we talk, uh, we talk a little bit about accelerating your growth, right? So for me, I think the way you will accelerate growth is you have to have this, uh, you have to have, has this, uh, extroverted presence and extroverted influence. Uh, what I mean by that is that, uh, you could be a, like you could be an introverted person, like uh, in your own in your own time, but for for you to be um, for you to grow your accelerate, accelerate is a key word here, right? Especially in startups, you have to be able to. If you're let's say if you're a problem solver, you have to first be able to let p- people know that you you can solve the problem and people who have problems to look for you, right? In order for people to find you, you have to be good, but you have to also have that presence, that extrovert presence to let people know that you are that good problem solver that they need, right? right? So the second point is that having a, a extroverted influence, right? So I feel like uh, uh, be in order for you, like when you're first starting out as a software engineer, you just focus on yourself, but eventually that's not enough. So when you're growing to more senior role, you want to be able to influence other that, that can be like a coworker in the beginning, but maybe later on into your team or your division or eventually your company. Right. And that's definitely the, uh, that's the thing that I wanted to do was having that extroverted presence as well as influence. I think writing medium article is definitely one of the step for me to get to that point where I, I feel like I've been working for, like I mentioned, over six years now, I have accumulated a lot of experience on uh, working with uh, Python and JavaScript. I want to share that with the people, uh, not only in my company, but also like I want to broaden my audience to like people, all the engineers to like share what I can and uh, as well as learn myself as well. And that's why I started the uh, Medium articles. That's amazing. And obviously you're still early on in your journey. So lots of learning there. Uh, one thing that, that I want to mention that is, is the, you mentioned extroverted about extroverted presence, extroverted influence, which I think is interesting. So in, in, in my world, like presence and influence, I think are important. The extroversion part is, is really, uh, something that, um, needs to be talked about because mm. you don't have to be an, you can still be an introvert and have a presence and an influence, right? Um, because I actually call myself an uh, what I call an outgoing introvert, mm-hmm. because the tendency is I'd rather be in a smaller group of people, like having a one-on-one conversation or uh, not in a big giant networking uh, uh, event. But uh, I can still post because I write for one person, I, I talk to one person, and then it just happens to be distributed to a whole bunch of things. But but I, I, I applaud you for, for getting started because a lot of folks who, uh, my guess is you identify as an introvert. Is that, is that true? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So even putting yourself out there can be a, a big challenge. So the fact that you've been taking this step is, is, is amazing. 
And uh, like I said, you're still on your journey, uh, starting something new at Aspire, starting uh, something new on, with, with Medium, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'd love if you can kind of go back in time a little bit and uh, share some of your general swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. I know you dropped a few uh, along the way, including like uh, making sure some, someone takes a look at your uh, resume. Um, and, and then uh, if you start something, find a marketer <laughs> to help because that, that would definitely be helpful. What are some other pieces of swipe that stuff I wish I knew earlier that uh, you'd want to share with uh, the young Richards that are out there. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, the point you made are pretty much correct. So like, definitely when you're first starting out, like seek mentors, like seek uh, resources that can help you, right? You're not alone in this journey. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Like you don't have to like build your resume from the way you imagine it. There are definitely a lot of examples out there for you to build that resume, right? So that's definitely important. Um, I think also, uh, yeah, having the co-op experience, uh, knowing what the, I think having a plan really, really helps. Like, uh, I feel like, um, I, I feel like for, you know, for high school or university or even early parts of my career, I really no, never really had a good concrete, like I mentioned before, like a good concrete plan on what I needed to do. And that has led to like a lot of times where I felt like, hey, I'm doing this co-op, but why am I doing this co-op, right? Mm. Am I going to computer science in University of Toronto, but why am I doing that? I think having, right. building that plan is very important for you to know. Like if you have a purpose, you have a plan, then you know how to get there, right? But if you don't, if you're letting, let's say, if you're letting life lead you, then you're just mm. uh, basing this on luck and like where you can land, right? Mm. So I think uh, having a plan is very important as well. Uh, otherwise, like I mentioned, having the, having be more proactive, take more initiative. I think that's really important as well. Like, for example, like having that presence, having that influence mm -hmm. as well as like, um, except, especially in a startup, I feel like you want to be, um, you cannot, so you want to take the initiative on getting what you want, like, right? For example, let's say if I want to a promotion of, if I want, if I want the uh, salary increase, you okay. can't rely on your manager or uh, to give you that. You have to be proactive. You have to seek that promotion out, right? And uh, I think that's, uh, that's very important. Or even in a project, right? You could be an individual contributor in this project, but you have to have, um, you have to take an initiative to uh to ask to ask why you're doing the things that you're doing right i think uh one tip would be like asking the five whys like instead of having your product manager tell you what to do like ask why you're doing the thing you're doing mm. I, I think that's really helpful for you you know um the young me if i were to start off as well sound good uh, a lot of interrelated but somewhat different to concepts there where uh, obviously the the proactivity initiative i mean that could be related to having a plan as well and i, I think it's very important what you mentioned about the why then uh, the purpose that you're doing it because that can help you as well and for those that are out there that uh, like they try to make a plan but like i don't know what i want to do or whatever well just give it a shot and, and pick something to go and then you can always change it uh, later on because you're young and you have plenty of years left there's there's a lot that, that you could do there and i like what you said about the proactivity right because if uh as you said like if you let life lead you then you'll just get what you get right but if you're more, more proactive and ask for that raise ask for that project ask for that new whatever then life uh, can turn out a lot more um different and, and more the way that you want it 
and uh, about the first point where you mentioned like mentors and resources mm. there's so much stuff out there and uh, it, right now with things like chat gpt you, you know you might not even be a person <laughs> you can just kind of ask that but be careful about outsourcing your your life and your plan and your decisions to like ai or something like that because they might give you something but it might not be exactly what you want but i i found those uh pieces very very interesting and uh yeah so thanks so much richard for sharing your your swike and, and your journey and where can folks uh, reach out to you and, and get connected with you? And, and what are some things that we can look forward to hearing about you in the future? Any, any plans or aspirations? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn. So uh, search uh, Richard Luo, so Richard L-U-O. So you, uh, you should be able to find me there. In terms of my uh, future aspiration, um, like I'm, uh, so like I mentioned before, startup stuff, I definitely want to at some point work out my own startup as well. So, but that's, right. uh, if the, there's opportunity in the future, I will definitely take it. But otherwise, uh, probably my future aspirations still continue doing what I'm doing, right? Try learn more, try to knowledge share more and try to solve problem for others. Sounds good. And we'll make sure to link all that information up in the show notes and, and also, uh, your, your new medium, uh, that you're starting. Well, it's not that new, but it's, it, I guess, uh, just up and coming. And, yeah. uh, thanks so much, Richard, for, for sharing and, uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.